Shabbos, Perak Chavdalad, Mishnah Gimel, 24.3, and more on the fine line between, on the one hand, the permissibility and even obligation to feed one's domestic animals on Shabbos, and on the other hand, the prohibition of Tirchi Yaseira, excess labor, unnecessary labor on Shabbos. So we're going to feed the animals, um, but only in a way that's permissible. And therefore it says, Ein ovsin esagamal, one cannot force feed large quantities of food shoving it down a camel's throat because it's considered and nor can you even force feed the camel in smaller quantities pushing the food down its throat to a point where the camel the camel can't uh, can't reject it can't spit it back up again it's just forced down past that point the word ovsin and, and dorsin really are pretty much the same kind of like the proverbial Eskimos with their 50 words for snow these you know Agricultural people had different words for the different types of force feeding. You'll see that a number of different words for the same basic idea of pushing food down the animal's throat beyond the point where it's able to spit it back up. And that's going to be considered tirchiyasera. So ovsin, large quantities of food. The word avos, avos is like a feeding trough. So basically you're making like the belly of the camel full of food like a feeding trough might be. Dorsin, like dores, is to, to trample um, or to, yeah, to trample, let's say. So you're sort of like shoving it down again, forcefully down its throat. Of mal'itin, what you could do is pour the food into its mouth, meaning to the point that the camel could reject it and spit it out. Um, but since it's kind of being, I guess, reluctant in eating this food, you're pushing it down its down its throat. That mal'itin word is related and comes from the same root as the famous halitainina, when Ace of asks Yaakov to like sort of pour the lentil stew into his mouth. That's the same word, mal'itin, to put into his mouth. Similarly, ein mamrim esagalim. You're not allowed to force feed calves, baby cows, eagle, baby cow. A calf and mamrim means force feed also the same idea. They basically took the poor calf, put it on its side, and forced food and, and drink down its throat. Um, so it couldn't spit it back up again. And again, it's considered to be tirchiyasera, excessive work. On Shabbos, you can't do that. Aval mal'itin, once again, you could, um, while the animal's still standing up, put food into its mouth to let it to let it eat it and sort of force feed it in a way that it could reject the food if it wanted to. That's not considered tirchiyasera. As a side point, which I don't want to discuss now, a third rail, but just for those who are concerned about animal cruelty and the halachic permissibility of things like foie gras, etc., you certainly see from this mission that they did force the animals to eat, and the concern here is not the animal's well-being, but the person's excess labor on Shabbos. So that's just, you know, Tzarchian over there. The mission continues and says, Umhalaktin letarnagolim. Again, same thing. Um, this this means to put food in its mouth. This is just the word here, malaktin is the same as essentially as malitin, just it's appropriate for fowl instead of for for domestic, you know, animals, mammals. So you're allowed to put food into the chickens' mouths, so we'll eat it. Just you're not shoving it down the throat. Venosin mime lemorsin, and similarly, you can when you feed chickens bran for consumption, you would mix it with water first. There's a mission actually in Psachim, the end of the second paragraph, I believe that talks about the concern about that mixture becoming chametz and the prohibition of doing it on Arab Pesach, or on Pesach. Um, but the same idea here, too. 
you're mixing the bran with water so that it can be um, eaten by the chickens. Now, the issue here, there's a side point, an important side point, which is um, the definition of lush. On Shabbos, one third in Malachas, as we know already, is lisha is um, kneading, which is the combining of liquid and solid to make like a combined paste or dough. And according to the Tana over here, simply pouring water into bran or into flour, etc., does not constitute lush. Does not, it's not a prohibition in terms of, of the kneading issue. Um, you see that from the fact that it's permitted to do it, to pour water into the bran on Shabbos. So this is actually Machlokas Tanaim, and Rabbi Hudanasi himself disagrees with this, and he holds that pouring water into dough, excuse me, into flour or into bran would be already lush, even before you do gibble, even without physically kneading the flour and water together, or, or bran and water together. Um, however, most of the Rishonim, including the big three, you know, the, the Rif and the Rambam and the Rosh, all go like this Mishnah, that simply pouring water into bran is not considered uh, lush. You'd have to actually physically knead them with your hands to combine them to be over that lush. And the truth is even according to the Rambam, you'd only be over Isar to Rabbanan when it comes to bran anyways, because bran um, doesn't cl- doesn't stick together, doesn't clump together. It'll make like a thick paste, I guess, but it's not it's not, um, it's not cohesive, the brands together. So the, the, you don't have the starches in the brand that would make it stick together, and therefore it's only an Isidurabanan, according to the Ramam anyways. Others would hold that would be an rice if you physically needed like a paste of bran and water together. Fine. So the submission therefore says you're allowed to nos the maim lamors, and you could pour water into the bran so the animals could eat it, of a low govlin, but you can't physically knead the mixture together because that would be already lush on shops. You can't put water in front of the bees or in front of the doves in their dovecote um, on Shabbos. Again, since the bees and the doves can fly by themselves and get their own water, therefore the Siksir to provide them with water on Shabbos. Um, it seems that food would be okay probably. There is a discussion in the postcom about providing breadcrumbs to birds on Shabbos, there's such minhagam of doing it, like Shabbos Shira, and so in any case, perhaps breadcrumbs are permissible, perhaps we see what the mission not. You, yes, may put water before the geese and the chickens and um, literally like Herodian doves, meaning domesticated doves. These are all birds that don't fly away and won't seek their own water source, and therefore you have to provide them with water, and therefore it's not considered to provide water to these fowl on Shabbos.